0: Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Body by Patrick podcast. I am super, super excited for today's topic. Today we're going to be talking all about sciatica and how to relieve sciatica pain. If you've ever had issues with sciatica or you know somebody that has or does, you definitely want to listen to this podcast episode. Now, here's the cool part. I, with me, I, I have here with me today on the call Dr. Kwab Ofori. okay, so he is our guest speaker for today, and he is ready, excited to share some valuable, valuable instruction or tips with you guys. Dr. Kwab Ophori, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. Fantastic. Welcome to the Buddy by Patrick show. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we get rolling, Dr. Kwab, what I want to do first is give people an idea of your background, okay, and... Uh, you know, how you got here. So, Dr. Kwab is a licensed physical therapist in the state of Maryland. And he got his Doctors of Physical Therapy degree in May of 2005 from the University of Maryland at Baltimore Medical School, okay? Now, prior to this, though, he graduated from University of Maryland, College Park, with a Bachelor's of Science in Exercise Physiology and Kinesiology, during which time... He spent countless hours working as an exercise fitness consultant and eventually became facilities manager at the state of Maryland's largest fitness and health facility. So, rest assured, if there's someone that knows about the body I can help you with your sciatica pain, it is Dr. Kwab O'Farr. Isn't that right, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Now, before I get rolling, okay. Um, I also know that you've worked with some of the top, top mentors in the industry. Would you mind talking to the people about that? Absolutely. Um,
1: My my journey is kind of a long one. Um, After college, uh, I went into medical school to study physical therapy. uh, During our residency period, uh, they call it uh, affiliation or internship, I was fortunate to be placed uh, with some really, really good Um, mentors who have been in the physical therapy uh, practice for quite some time, Um, one of which uh, is my mentor, uh, Dr. John Romero, uh, who is a physical therapist that practices in Kensington, Maryland, um, who was the former uh, head athletic trainer for the Washington Capitals, the Washington, uh, back then Bullets and Wizards. And he's a manual therapy specialist, and he showed me a variety of, of techniques and things that you wouldn't normally learn in school, and he was pretty hardcore. And he was able to teach me these things, and I kind of put those things in my tool bag for my practice and developed uh, myself along the way.
0: Wow, fantastic. So you've had not only this, uh, the theoretical knowledge, but you've also gotten the hands-on knowledge from the best of the best in the industry. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. That's why I'm super, super excited to have you on the show today. I mean, when I started the Body by Patrick podcast um, a short while ago, my goal was very simple, to share information with people on how to improve your health and to bring together great, great experts like yourself. So again, we're super, super excited to have you here on the show. Now, uh, the other reason why I wanted to have you on the show, Dr. Quab, is that I, too, I have not told you this, But uh, back in 2016, I developed some sciatica pain, okay? And uh, let me tell you, you probably know this, but it was not fun, okay? (laughs) It was not fun. Um, I did not know what to do, where to turn, and I was in a lot of pain. And so when I, you know, reconnected with you, I thought, you know what? I wish I had someone like yourself with your expertise that could have pointed me in the right direction. That way, I didn't have to endure so much pain for such a long time, all right? So, that's why I wanted you to share all this information with our viewers today, or our listeners today, all right? So now, without further ado, let's get rolling. Now, what I would like to start with, Dr. Quad, is why don't you explain to us what is sciatica pain? Yes,
1: uh, so sciatica pain um, is something that derives from the largest nerve in the body, which is the sciatic nerve. And the origin of the word actually is Greek. It comes from the Greek word ishiatus, um, which was translated to Latin, uh, which is sciaticus. And that literally means pain in the hip. So this is something that has been known uh, and learned about since the 14th century. So when you're experiencing pain that radiates from the lower back and hip into the leg and usually has symptoms of buzzing or numbness or tingling or sometimes even intense burning, it's probably going to be sciatica or inflammation of the sciatic nerves. Really?
0: So, so that's interesting. I did not know that. Sciatica means pain in the hip. So Correct. are you saying that, uh, if I understand it correctly, so it originates, fr- the, the pain originates from the hip? Is that what you're saying? The pain literally originates
1: from your nerve root in your lower lumbar, lumbar spine. The nerve exits the spine at the L5-S1 level and then goes okay. into the pelvic and hip region and exits down into the leg, and it really innervates almost all the muscles in the legs and in the foot.
0: Interesting. So now, when you say innovate, that's a big word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so could you answer what that means? When you say innovate, what does that mean? Sure. So let me walk you back a little bit. So the, the okay, body, perfect.
1: I like to say, is the most complicated machine on earth, right? Okay. Um, but Absolutely. But it's, no, it's no different than any other machine. It has uh, an energy source. Um, it usually has uh, a power source. Um, There are intricate networks of uh, signal distribution and electricity. And that is exactly what the body is. And our body's way of distributing electrical signals uh, is called the nervous system. And nerves are very complicated cells. Uh, There's probably 10 billion cells in your entire body. But the sciatic nerve is the largest. Uh, what we call uh, trunk or nerve root in the body. So when that nerve is compromised, there can be a lot of intense pain, a lot of intense discomfort that comes along with that. And so when we say a nerve uh, innervates an area, it's the electrical network that goes into a muscle or an organ or uh, a piece of soft tissue that makes it work.
0: Oh, wow, wow. That's definitely a very, very clear explanation of how that whole thing works. So you mentioned the sciatic nerve being the the largest nerve in the body. Is that right? Correct. And then you also mentioned that if it gets compromised, then that's when we can experience pain. So could you go over some ways in which the sciatic, sciatic nerve can be compromised? Because like I said, when I had my sciatic pain issues, what I think was sciatic pain anyway, I could not figure out for the life of me how it started. So if you could give us some scenarios or examples of ways in which the sciatic nerve could get compromised, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. So think of a nerve
1: as almost like an electric cord or maybe even the cord that attaches to your headphones. And If you are to wind that cord or to get what you call a kink in that cord, it changes the signal of how it operates. So you might only hear sound out of your left ear versus both ears, or your TV might start acting up because the signaling has been compromised. It is the same thing in the body. So if you kink the cord, uh, if you twist it, if you compress it, then the signaling will change and cause some abnormal symptoms inside the body, particularly the low back, um, hip, and leg. So since the sciatic nerve originates in the lumbar spine and runs into the hip, there's usually something that has agitated its its root, and that could be something as simple as having a large wallet in your back pocket, which compresses really? your body. Yes. Um, we call it back pocket syndrome. And you, if you have a lot of credit cards or a lot of cash um, and you load your wallet, the wallet up and it presses against your buttock, that is one of the
0: major causes of sciatic pain, believe it or not. other causes, Wow, that is interesting. That is, that is new information to me. Yes,
1: yes, we see it all the time. Other causes can be uh, back injury from uh, lifting um, improperly if you're not using the right uh, techniques for lifting um and then other things are done over time such as sitting for long periods of time standing for long periods of time that your body's not used to and another common thing is prenatal sciatica when uh, a woman becomes pregnant and their body is expanding and that nerve gets compressed it can cause
0: the same type of symptoms wow that's amazing the, we call it the back pocket syndrome yes That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Awesome. Well, also, what I would like to talk talk about is is it possible for the sciatic nerve to be compromised, however, for you not to experience the uh, effect of that until later? The reason why I asked Dr. Kwab is because in my situation, you know, I'm sure somewhere along the line, okay, I compromised my sciatic nerve, but I didn't realize it. But then one day I woke up with a shooting pain, all right? So Mm -hmm. then I was trying to figure out what happened, what did I do, and I think I I do pretty well in terms of making sure my form, my technique is okay when I'm working out. So is it possible that you can aggravate, compromise the psychic nerve, but not experience that, quote-unquote, pain in the moment to later on?
1: That's absolutely correct, Pat. Um, So I used to, as you mentioned, work in the fitness industry, and uh, one of the things we did, obviously, was a lot of weight training. Uh, We we put together strength and conditioning programs for uh, athletes and, you know, just regular people looking to get in shape. But in any case, one of the common things that I realized even back then is that the body will let us know when there's something wrong and there's something about to go wrong. Like I said, it's the most complicated machine in the world, and if you learn it and you understand it, you can really pick up on some things that can give you some forewarnings. Here's a common example. So a weightlifter goes into the gym and he begins his regimen. Say he does an exercise like a deadlift uh, or a squat. He does ten repetitions and it goes five. Then he goes into another set of repetition, and he feels a small twinge on the right side of his back. But, you know, as an athlete, as a weightlifter, you're taught almost to push through those type of pains because they're already expected, which is kind of the old way of thinking. You kind of push through. And so he continues his regimen, goes on to do another 10 reps and maybe a slew of other different weight training exercises. But what he didn't know at that moment, his body was trying to tell him that he may have stretched a piece of soft tissue or pulled against a disc in his back or compressed his sciatic nerve just a little bit. And the body was telling him that he needed to stop at that point in time, but he didn't. So he goes on the next day and the next day, ignoring the pain. Meanwhile, the body has to come to a breaking point where it's trying to tell you, hey, weightlifter, it's time to change something. So I'm going to give you a signal that says it's time to change. And that signal for the body is usually pain. So over a period of time, you can have been doing something repetitively that is compromising your sciatic nerve or some other part of the the body and it's typically ignored by people who are in shape or people who are young or, you know, people are just active. And then it comes to a breaking point and that's when they end up usually coming to see me.
0: Wow, wow, wow. That is so true. So what you're saying, Dr. Quab, is that the old saying, as you said, of no pain, no gain is really not advisable. It is not. <laughs> you, mean <all> this, <laughs> you mean all this time that I've been hearing this in the gym, this is not good for you?
1: <laughs> right. And I'm, a, I'm an advocate. Of that because I have the unique um, perspective of seeing the entire spectrum of people's fitness journey. You know, it's different, you know, if you're 16, 18 years old and, you know, you're playing hockey or basketball or, or football and, you know, you go through a hard workout, a hard, hard lifting regimen or a strength and conditioning regimen and you, you have sore, a soreness um delayed uh, onset muscle soreness or DOMS which I'm so sure you may have talked about on your sh- show but when it comes to pain or injury that's completely different that's your that's your body's way of kind of regulating how much that you do no matter what age you are i see 5 year olds all the way up to 30 year old professional athletes and the story is the same if the pain oh, really? is ignored yes and if the pain is ignored it will progress into something more severe
0: so now here's the other question because i had no idea a five-year-old or something someone that young could develop sciatica type pain how long how long can you go uh after compromising your sciatica nerve before the pain manifests itself well, it really
1: depends um,
0: on the person.
1: Um, I've seen it go for two weeks, and I've seen it go for two years. Um, wow. The, it it really depends on the person's daily activity, their uh, health and fitness level, whether they're active versus sedentary, and then whether they're good listeners of their body. Uh, some, some guys are very macho, and they, they don't want to – acknowledge that they're experiencing pain. Um, And then there's some people, quite frankly, that are lazy. They don't want to get up and have their pain looked at. You know, they'd rather deal with it until it becomes unbearable. Um, So we try to educate people to pay attention to their bodies, um, to refrain from just medicating to deal with pain, because the body's number one way of changing is movement. In order to change the body, you have to move it. And so we recommend that when you do have pain, even moderate pain, that you get someone to look at it because it might progress into something more severe.
0: Huh, interesting. So once you develop sciatica pain, all right, would you recommend, because you just mentioned movement, okay, would you recommend somebody to just stop all activities that they've been doing um, or, you know, just modify what they're doing? Okay, so like for example, um, you know, I'm in the fitness industry know I work with clients all day. So mm-hmm. let's say they develop some kind of sciatica pain. Should they yeah. immediately stop working out, right, or just ease back on the kind of training they've been doing?
1: Yeah, that's a very great question, Pat. So based on the modalities or types of exercises that they are performing, Modification is definitely recommended first because unless there is a very severe acute situation where a person cannot walk, they cannot stand, they cannot sleep, they cannot sit for long periods of time, um, there's really no reason to completely stop uh, everything, but you can modify movement until a situation is resolved. So if there's a certain uh, type of exercise that tends to elicit the pain more often than not, then you might want to change that exercise or delete it from your program until uh, you have sought some advice or uh, some treatment uh, that does not compromise that exercise. And so you don't necessarily have to stop everything, particularly since sciatica is in the lower portion of the body. There's so many things that you could do in the upper portion of the body that will not affect your sciatic pain. So I would... Speak and consult with your uh, fitness professional and maybe a therapist or a doctor as to how to modify your regimen and treat the pain that you're having as opposed to just stopping if it's not at the acute level.
0: Okay. Well, I'm so happy to hear that, Dr. Kwai, because, you know, being again in the fitness, fitness industry for such a long time, uh, people's natural inclination, you know, and I've seen this time and time again, whenever they experience pain, is to want to just stop. All activities. And unfortunately, some doctors out there do suggest those kind of prescriptions, which, as you just uh, uh, explained very clearly to us, might not necessarily be the best approach to helping you get to where you want to be ultimately. Okay? So I'm yeah. so glad that you were able to uh, make sure that you can modify your workout and still be able to work out while minimizing any additional potential damage. All right? So yeah, now, right let's forward. talk about. Yes, yes. So let's talk, let's talk about, you know, treatment options, okay? Uh, because like I said, when I had my sciatica issue, I didn't know what to do, okay? Oh, by the way, before we get to that, how sure. do you know, how does somebody know if the pain, of feeling is not due to them being out of shape, right? You know, for example, mm-hmm. if somebody has been sitting on the couch for the last six months, all right, mm-hmm. and then they go lift some weight and they have tightness in your lower back, okay? Um, How is that? How do you know if that's sciatica-related or just being out of shape? Right. So
1: in addition to being sedentary or out of shape, there's a variety of other issues that can compromise the back. So let's just say that sciatica is not the only back condition that one can experience. However, it does have... Uh, a specific set of symptoms that you can point to that may be indicators of that type of uh, pathology or condition. And those indicators are this if you have numbness uh, or tingling in the lower leg from the back uh, to the foot or anywhere in between, um, you can suspect sciatica. If there's a burning sensation or throbbing sensation, In the back of the thigh, the buttock or calf, you can suspect uh, sciatica may be involved. Um, Also, bending forward, if that is painful for you, that can also be an indication of sciatica. Um, But nerve pain is very, very specific. So if it's just kind of like mechanical back pain, like a strain of a muscle, um, it doesn't necessarily present that way. But sciatica definitely has those nerve symptoms associated with it.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, that definitely uh, helps me, and I'm sure it's helping the listeners, better identify if they do have sciatica-related pain. So thank you so much, Dr. Kwab. All right, so as promised, let's talk about some uh, treatment options. Like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, when I had it, I didn't know where to turn. I wasn't sure if I should go to a chiropractor or or off the penis, or actually they go to a massage therapist it didn't really help mm-hmm. that much but <laughs> so if you could, could just first, first let's talk about okay somebody uh, 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 what's it called start exhibiting sciatica symptoms right sure. are there things that they can do for themselves at home a home remedy if you will to help alleviate the sciatica pain
1: absolutely um, you know,
0: one of the first things that
1: uh, an individual wants to do at home if they start experiencing those symptoms is, is number one, to decompress the area. We talked about the back, back pocket syndrome. Um, if you wear uh, your wallet on the side that you're having problems, stop wearing your wallet on that side. That's number one. Um, then the other thing, Immediately, I would say, if you're having severe pain in the sciatic region, is to use an ice pack, um, a cold pack, or some people use something simple as a bag of vegetables. Anything huh. cold will help, help as an anti-inflammatory to decrease um, inflammation and also uh, decrease the firing rate of the nerves that are causing that problem. And then lastly, uh, you have to educate yourself on what type of stretches that you can do at home to relieve sciatic nerve pain. And there's a few of those that one can use to help decrease that pain. Now, if you've tried those things on your own and the pain still persists, then it's highly recommended that you see a professional, like a physical therapist or orthopedic physician, that can guide you in the right direction to begin
0: attacking that pain. Okay, so you mentioned stretches that you can do. Um, Are there some that you can share with us today?
1: Absolutely. So
0: um, I'm kind of known as a physical therapy
1: exercise guru. Uh, I had the unique opportunity of developing a library uh, of almost 800 stretches, which I did film uh, for a software program that I had a few years ago. So there's a lot of different movements uh, that you can do to help with sciatic nerve pain. But there are a few, which I call the money stretches, which are very helpful for the low back and sciatic nerve pain. The sciatic nerve runs down into the hip through or behind or in front of a muscle called the piriformis muscle. That's P-I-R-I-F-O-R-M-I-S. And, and that is the muscle that attaches from your pelvis to your hip. And the, since the sciatic nerve runs through or close to that muscle, if that muscle becomes tight, it can compress the sciatic nerve and also cause uh, sciatic symptoms. In fact, when that happens, we have a term for that called piriformis syndrome. That is sciatica that stems from compression of the piriformis muscle. So if you're able to stretch that muscle, A lot of times, a great percentage of people who experience sciatic nerve pain, um, if they are able to loosen that muscle, they can relieve the pain by decompressing the sciatic nerve. That exercise is performed by raising one knee towards the chest and pulling it across to the opposite shoulder, and that will stretch the piriformis muscle, and you should feel a great amount of relief when doing that if you have sciatic nerve pain. Um, The other is the hamstring stretch. Um, Another money stretch I like to call is where you have your leg straight raised into the air. It doesn't have to be a perfect 90 degrees towards the sky, but you can use your hand or a strap to raise that leg in the air and stretch the back of the hamstring and calf muscle, which will also relieve tension on the sciatic nerve.
0: Wow. And this is why lying on the, on, the, on the flat surface, all right?
1: Yes, lying on your, on your back that's on the floor or bed or
0: mat. Huh, fantastic. Well, those are definitely two stretches that I believe anyone can do anywhere, anytime um, without, you know, without, um, you know, going overboard to, to help relieve some sciatic nerve pain, all right? So Absolutely. that's very, very helpful. Now, let's talk about time frame for relief okay mm-hmm. because I'm sure somebody like in my case when I was experiencing the pain I wanted that pain gone by yesterday okay yeah so yeah now let's say I start doing these stretches and so on and so forth how much time realistically could someone expect to see some relief of the sciatic nerve pain
1: great question so in general if you have tried to self-treat by decompressing the area, by using um, an anti-inflammatory uh, modality like ice, and done some stretching that that is supposed to help with the sciatic nerve pain, and you continue to experience uh, the pain after, let's say, 72 hours, then it's time to consult a professional. Um, the pain should start to decrease within the first 48 hours, if it does not, you can maybe wait one more day to see if you do get some relief, but after that third day, I think it's time to go see somebody like myself or other professional.
0: Okay, so when you say like yourself, like a licensed physical therapist?
1: Yes, a licensed
0: physical therapist, um,
1: or orthopedic physician and or and or chiropractor.
0: Okay. So which one would you say that you should go see first? Uh, Because in my case, again, I'm I'm going back to myself because this is what happened to me. Uh, So in my case, first I went to a massage therapist because I really wasn't sure what was going on. And then ultimately I went to an orthopedist. So is there a a step-by-step approach in terms of which professional you should go see first? So for example, should I have gone to see a chiropractor first or... Uh, an orthopedist first or a physical therapist first?
1: Sure, great question. And
0: unfortunately, Pat, I'm a little biased here. So you must <laughs> be with
1: me. Um I think the physical therapist, a uh, licensed physical therapist, is probably a great place to start. And I'll tell you why. They um, are able to see patients um, with direct access, you don't need to see a physician to see a physical therapist, particularly in the state of Maryland and Virginia, I believe. And they have a specific knowledge about what we call orthopedic conditions that can be treated um, without medicine, and that's the great part. If you go to a physician, he's a medical doctor, so one of the things he's going to advise is to take medicine. We're not big fans of that. Um, We don't prescribe medicine. That's not part of our practice, Um, so we don't do that. Uh, a chiropractor has some of the same knowledge, but his approach is to manipulate the body, right? And so there might be some uh, uh, what we call high thrust uh, manipulations that he may try to realign the spine or to realign the pelvis, which which may work, but for some people it can be uh, kind of painful. Um, we're going to take a little bit more time to assess uh, your situation and give you a treatment plan that is uh, a bit more conservative and also can help you get relief right away because we have specialized modalities like electrical stimulation and uh, we use our hands for soft tissue mobilization, uh, which is like a, a medical massage that can help relieve the pain immediately. And so we can quickly ascertain where the pain is coming from uh, without having to go through a bunch of x-rays or sitting in a doctor's office for two hours. So definitely first a physical therapist, and uh, if there are some other complications, you may have to see a physician as well.
0: Wow. Well, that, that's definitely great information, Dr. Quad, because I wish I had connected with you two years, two and a half years ago. <laughs> you would have saved me all those hassles that I went through, all those hoops I had to jump through to finally get some relief from my sciatic pain, all right? Now, you mentioned medication, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, some people in the past that I've come across that, that were exhibiting symptoms of sciatic pain tend to want to initially just take some kind of over-the-counter um, medication, maybe like Advil or Tylenol or something like that. Is that something that you would recommend that's an interesting question. Um, we are not as physical therapists
1: against uh, medication, so don't get me wrong. It has its place. And I think that if you are experiencing severe pain uh, in a particular area of your body, it's okay uh, to try an over-the-counter um, prescription or over-the-counter drug uh, that can help you reduce inflammation or reduce pain um, as long as you know that you're not allergic to it. Uh, like an aspirin or a Tylenol, and that can help uh, stave off the pain, at least temporarily. But I don't think that should ever be used as a final solution. It should be used as a temporary solution uh, to get to a professional that can further evaluate you to actually give you the steps to help resolve the problem and resolve it for good.
0: So, So that's definitely a good point. So you're saying, for example, if somebody's exhibiting those signs, you know, and they were taking this over-the-counter medications. Uh, after three days, if that pain still persists, then that's probably an indication that's a deeper problem going on, and that you seek absolutely. additional professional advice. That's that's absolutely correct. All right, fantastic. Now, what about because uh, you know, again, when I went to the orthopedist, uh, he had suggested you know cortisone shots. You know, uh, are those things that uh, you or helpful for somebody that might have psionic pain, or no? Well,
1: cortisone is um, is a medical anti-inflammatory as well. Um, I won't say I recommend or don't recommend that because I'm not a physician, but I can tell you my experience with them. Uh, It's kind of a 50-50 situation where sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I will say this again. Um, It is a medication, and medications don't typically solve an issue. Um, They are supposed to be used as a segue to permanent treatment. So I wouldn't advise anybody to look at any type of injection, whether it's cortisone or lidocaine or any other type of pain-relieving injection, as a final solution. Um, As we mentioned before, the body's number one way of change is movement if we don't move the body in a correct way to try to resolve the issue, that issue will persist.
0: Right, right. Definitely a good point. Now, here's uh, uh, another question I have for you, Dr. Kwap. Is sciatica pain permanent, okay? If somebody is exhibiting sciatica pain, um, is this going to be something permanent or it can be relieved and healed?
1: Yes, um, Great question. I think that the good news is that sciatica can be um, healed. It can be resolved and resolved for good. So it's not something that's permanent and you have to live with. If the right treatments are applied and the patient is educated in the right way, it can be resolved uh, or controlled uh, over the course of their lifetime. Um, I didn't mention this before, but uh, about seven years ago, I had about uh, sciatica myself. Now, obviously, I had all the information I needed to treat it quickly, but since that time, I've never experienced it again. And then also, too, for uh, young ladies that might be pregnant, uh, during that time, their, their sciatica situation can be pretty intense and pretty severe. But oftentimes, I would say most of the times, once they've delivered their child, that pain goes away. So it's not something okay. that's permanent that you have to live with, but if you treat it properly, it could be
0: resolved and resolved for good. So okay. if you treat it properly, if you address it quickly enough by seeking the right professional advice, then it could be re- it's more likely to go- get resolved quickly, sooner, as opposed to later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, one more question for you, Dr. Quav, uh, because I know you're very busy, <laughs> busy professional, <laughs> i busy been to your practice, and uh, you, you see a lot of patients on, the, on, on a daily basis. Uh, now, can sciatical pain affect, negatively affect other joints in the body? Like, for example, your knees, your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So could it originate from the hip, like you said, and then yeah. over time, if not taken care of, manifests manifests itself in other areas of the body, such as joints in the body, such as the knees, the shoulders, and so on. Absolutely. Um,
1: Think of it this way. Have you ever had your cable go out or your electricity go out during a storm or, um, you know, some weird event, Pat?
0: Absolutely, all the time. Right. So.
1: The, the body, the way it's set up, is almost no different. There's a main line, you know, that feeds into, like, say, your neighborhood. And then that, that line of signaling is uh, transferred or bifurcated into each residence. So you have your picture or you have your electricity. Well, the sciatic nerve is a main line in our leg, in our entire leg. And it has different... Uh, branches that branch into the thigh that branch into the knee that branch into the foot and ankle so if that main line is compromised you might have a signal go out in your foot or your ankle you might have a signal go out in in your knee and over time if that part of the body is not operating normally it can actually lead to other problems So, so for example if you have pain in your foot, it'll change the way you walk. And if it changes the way you walk, it may put wear and tear on other parts of the body, like, say, your hip or your knee. And over time, you can develop things like uh, osteoarthritis or tendonitis in some of your joints. So it's, it's very important uh, to be wary of how uh, the sciatic nerve plays a part in affecting other parts of the lower leg
0: wow wow Wow! that's that's very uh i like that analogy you used of uh my power going out during the storm <laughs> i like that analogy and yeah. definitely drives home the message okay so uh man this has been some great 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 information i've shared with us dr quab we really really do appreciate it i'm sure we could go on and on for days about this yeah. topic of sciatica, sciatica pain and pain in general all right uh but Uh, But but I know we don't have the time for that. So if you don't mind, are there any kind of resources that uh, you have in your practice um, that you can share with the audience and how they can get a hold of you? Somebody might be listening right now and say, oh, my gosh, I might have, you know, sciatica pain. I I Mm -hmm. didn't know where to go. How can I get a hold of you? Absolutely.
1: So um, we have an outpatient uh, physical therapy clinic um, in Brandywine, Maryland, And we also have a new location in Lanham, Maryland. And you can check out our website, which is PhysioCareBrandyWine.com, PhysioCareBrandyWine.com. And it has a lot of helpful information about low back pain, sciatica, um, and then pain in other parts of the body as well, such as the neck, shoulder, uh, knee, and ankle. And you can look up different ways that, we can help you resolve some of those issues. If you are in dire need or if you know somebody that is dealing with pain, any kind of pain, you can give us a call at 301-782-4600, or you can email us at PhysioCareBrandyWine at gmail.com.
0: Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm actually on your website right now, and you do have uh, some fantastic, fantastic uh, number of resources Uh, about sciatica itself and some other information pertaining to alleviating other kinds of pain like lower back pain that I think uh, definitely the audience would love, I mean, would really, really benefit from, okay? So once again, your website, uh, would you mind repeating that one more time, Dr. Kwame? Yes. It's PhysioCareBrandywine at
1: gmail.com is the email address, PhysioCareBrandywine.com is the website, physiocarebrandywine.com okay. And we also have that's, a lot of help, helpful information on our Facebook page as well, and you can sign up for our, our monthly newsletter, which always has some rich information about pain syndromes and other things pertaining to health and wellness.
0: Well, All right, fantastic. Dr. Quab, thank you so much. I can attest personally I attest to the fact that you do a great job in taking care of your, your patients. Like I said, I visited your facility recently, and I could, uh, I noticed uh, that you had a board, uh, like a huge board in your office of all the patients that, that, that put testimonials of how you've helped them relieve pain and made their lives a whole lot better. So I know you're doing great things for people, you're helping people out, and you are definitely helping people live better lives, better, healthier lives. All right, so, so I really, really sincerely do appreciate you coming on to the show. We definitely got to bring you back on again in the future. Would you mind? Most definitely. You know, definitely fantastic. Awesome, because I know there's more things we could share with people on how they could alleviate pain and just live a pain-free life. All right, so once again, thank you, Dr. Kwab, uh, for coming and have yourself a super fantastic rest of the day. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.